Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the higher self, the concept of higher self. Can you please tell us what the higher self is? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, obviously, the, the higher self is a construct that's, that has been created um, by the lower aspects of self. So, for one, I would never refer to myself as higher or, or anything um, that determines um, a particular dimension. Mm -hmm. Um, so what you would perceive to be a higher self is, um, having access to the totality of you. Uh, in one of our past conversations, I mentioned that you, if you could perceive the fullness of you. Um, you would see an ocean and the energy that you're able to receive in this lower dimensional frame is the energy that is coming to you through a straw so from that aspect you are a projection of that ocean or the drop of the ocean Um, so your so the most expansive the most wholesome part of who you are as a separate being and by separate i mean separate from uh creation separate from source right Mm -hmm. um the wholeness of that aspect is is really the wholeness of you but because you are the drop of that ocean it is so much bigger than you and it knows so much more than you do. And it is aware of how the universe works in its higher and lower planes in, in more ways that you could fathom. Uh, the tendency is to call that fullness of you the higher aspect, which it's not separate from the lower aspects of you. It's one and the same aspect. It's just the amount of you that was able to get through into 3D was very small. Because that's really all the energy that you need to be able to function in 3D. If you were to send the whole ocean into 3D, it would, you know, this whole dimension would be drowned probably really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, 3D is a very special place where, you know, you're you're going to study a particular... um, 
particular aspects of existence and you benefit from only sending a very limited version of yourself into into this dimension because that is where the greatest learning uh, can transpire or how the greatest learning can transpire again so the higher self is the entirety of all of you right so it's not really completely separate from where you are today mm-hmm. you are but a projection of it or a drop that separated from it for a quick moment in time right so once you uh, experience death in this incarnation, you would go back to the same ocean and that drop would return back to the core. Got it. And um, where is it located? If it's the ocean, is it somewhere? Like in, it's probably not in 3D. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um it is in a space where dimensions don't matter. It is in a place where you are all dimensions all at once and none of them at any given time. We call it ether. Uh, we you know, could call it um, reality, if you will, because this is truly the only thing that's real. Every time we project into an incarnation, regardless of the dimension, that could be equivalent to when you go to sleep. So you would, you know, we experience a dream. Um, so everything that's happening to you in 3D, from my perspective, is a dream. Mm-hmm. So it's not reality. So when you're asking me, where do I exist? I exist in, in reality. Something that always was, always is, and always will be. That is not constrained by time. That is not constrained by space. That is not constrained by any other limitation other than the ones that we put forth for ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is also the place where we can experience a lot of unity. This is a place where we experience a lot of love. This is a place where uh, we comprehend ourselves as part of the bigger oversoul this is a place where i can stop experiencing myself as completely separate from the rest of creation and can choose to experience myself as a part of the whole got it and um what's the role of the higher self in the daily life of the lower self or the like the self, the 3D self? So I inform the overall path of each incarnation that I choose to uh, operate or choose to engage in. So prior to me projecting a droplet of my consciousness into any realm, into any dimension, there is a plan and a blueprint in a set of contracts, in a set of karmic lessons. Karmic, I lose very, uh, I use very loosely. Uh, lessons that I, w- I would prefer to experience, learn, or um, perfect. And so in the very basic form, I control the playbook. So in, in essence, I... Uh, I sign 
you up as a projection of me to experience certain things, people, events, circumstances in a particular sequence, generally speaking, um, so that a particular type of learning comes out on the other side. So because I influence the playbook, one of my jobs is to guide you towards the best, most intended outcome. Now, the best in my perspective and the best in your perspective might be very different bests. For instance, I might choose a life of asketism. I may choose a life of the absence of money or some basic comforts. Or I may choose a life where I experience a particular debilitating disease. I may choose a life where uh, I don't have eyesight or I lose eyesight or I lose both of my legs. And that might be the playbook that I write because it serves a particular aspect of um, me. Um, So that might be the playbook and that would represent the highest good. In your limited perspective, it might seem that losing both of your legs or losing your eyesight might never be good. Um, So that's why you have a limited perspective and I have an unlimited perspective. I also make sure that you move forward towards the desired perspective because if you don't unfortunately i would have to repeat that experience over and over again until i get something that i truly desire out of this experience so i'll just have to keep repeating the same type of incarnation until i get to where i need to go and um Evolution is a very lengthy process as is. I I don't really like repeating things. Um, So my job is to send you intuitive hits as well as signs, as well as people's circumstances and events to make sure that we both arrive at a desired destination. So whatever you would call a gut feeling or intuition very often hits from me. Um, you see, I don't really view you as separate from me Mm -hmm. in the same way that you view me as separate from you, because I know that all of your experiences that you're having are inherently mine and they're going to go back to the same bank of knowledge that I already possess. Right. And I've already prepared the cells in those bank to accept that knowledge that I desire. Mm hmm. Um, I may speak to you um, through your dreams. Um, I am the ever-present force that helps you make decisions. Every time there is a decision, I am there to help you make it. Right? And sometimes, you know, the decisions that um, are hard to make is that dichotomy between what you perceive to be in your best interest and what I perceive to be in your best interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's why certain things are really, really hard to select. Um, I may also communicate to you via meditation and when you, um, yeah, when, when you're in deep state of sleep, um, 
when when you're daydreaming, I might come through. So it's it's an interaction. It's a partnership in many in many ways. Uh, now, of course, what every droplet desires, right? You as a projection of my consciousness, what you desire is access to my perspective, right? Yeah. That's why a lot of a lot of you desire the so-called enlightenment. Um, or on a lower, it doesn't even have to be enlightenment, but like a lot of you are so curious about the future, right? When you're curious about the future, and that's why you would go to like tarot readers or see psychics or you know, there's a lot of curious astrologers or whatnot. There are like all kinds of ways for you to look into the future. All you're trying to gain is the perspective of the ocean right that i already have so there is that inherent strive in every droplet to go back to the bigger ocean now there is of course a bigger ocean as far as i'm concerned because i am all of me what you now would perceive as an ocean i am just a droplet in an even bigger ocean that we could call source consciousness of an or an oversoul so it's all just a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, and um, the, I think in the beginning you mentioned that you choose to give guidance and you choose to, uh, like, you, you choose to follow and like help uh, your aspect, like a lower self. Does it mean that sometimes you're just uh, not interested and you don't help the lower self? So there are multiple types of incarnations that I could project forth. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple intentions that I could project forth. Do I spend a very active... Do I take a very active part in every single incarnation of mine? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are a lot of incarnations that I project forth, especially if I'm working with 3D, mm -hmm. that um, the, the whole intention of projecting into 3D is because this dimension is, is the fact that this dimension allows the illusion that of, of complete separateness of a drop from the ocean. So from the perspective of the drop, it most of the time would not comprehend that the ocean does exist out there. Mm -hmm. You know, they think that the drop believes that it is all that there is. It is already whole. And so because the greatest learning sometimes can come from that type of separation, I would not necessarily oversee every single incarnation equally. Sometimes I would just step in um, during critical um, junctures Sometimes I would just step in during critical choices. Uh, sometimes I would leave the droplet completely to its own devices to see what happens. Now, of course, then there are critical incarnations that, you know, I take to heart, so to say. And those incarnations I watch really, really closely. You know, generally those incarnations are uh, the ones that have a propensity to make a bigger impact for the greater good or for the, you know, um, particular planetary system or galaxy or 
you know, a group of galaxies. For instance, that might be a more meaningful incarnation. I would watch it closely. I would devote a lot more of my time to it. Mm-hmm. Got it. But it also means that not everybody has access to the higher self. So you're always connected to your higher self. There is always that thread. Mm-hmm. Because for me to be able to project you, there has to be an energetic pathway that would connect you and I. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to explain it. So it's like a core that yeah, exists it, uh, all the time, but it depends on the size of the core? It's not just the size of the core. It's generally that whether you get intuitive hits from me or not depends on whether I'm sending anything through or not. Mm. So the cord exists. So the question is, is, is there any energy that's coming through the cord? And the energy is completely up to me. It's a voluntary act. Yeah. Now, you are never fully alone. You're never separate. Mm-hmm. You would always be connected to um, your particular ocean, right? Um, it's not like you can accidentally, one, once you die, go back to another ocean. <laughs> no, you always go back to the same, and it's because there is an actual thread that connects you to your higher self. Got it. And uh, you know how like a lot of people right now are looking for like ways to connect with their higher self? Um, like, what are they expecting? Like, what do they want? Guidance. Guidance? Yes. But the most important thing is to understand that guidance is always available to you and it does not have to come in the form of your higher self. What, what other forms are there? What is that? It's making noises. Um, so guidance can uh, come from two two forms there are two two principal guiding entities guiding entities um i'm just trying to figure out the best way to explain it so there is reality and then there is dream state let's just call it that way reality from my perspective not from your perspective right so Think of it as my reality would be um, a place where all of the souls live, right? So say we all congregate, you know, we, we all live someplace, right? That's completely separate from this, this, this um, place where you all are at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then we, as a, on, on our path, to evolution we choose to project parts of our consciousness into different dimensions different lifetimes different time timelines with on different missions and so let's call that to which we're projecting it um our dream space so for us there is reality and then there is dream space and any given point in time there are millions of souls that are in the dream space, but also, of course, the bigger chunk of their energy still remains in reality, you know, because that is always your anchor, Mm -hmm. right? We always, as souls, are anchored in our own reality. At the same time, we could be projecting 
parts of our consciousness to thousands of incarnations across thousands of galaxies and many, many, many dimensions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like entertainment for us in many ways. Yes, it is cool, but for the most part, it's, 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 it's like a, a very fun way to evolve. Right? Because you forget parts of yourself and then you forget that you're this big ocean and then you can experience yourself as a man or a woman or uh, a hermaphrodite or, you know, as poor or rich or an all-powerful magician versus a, a pauper with, you know, with very limited means. So there's just so much diversity in, in that dreamscape world that we're very eager to go into the dreamscape world and create quite intricate gameplays and, and game scenarios and game design um, uh, realities um, and life paths to live. Um, the two kinds of guidance that you add, somebody who is incarnated, right? So as far as I'm concerned, you are living in my dream. Mm-hmm. You can get guidance from other people in the same dream or in a similar dream or in borderline dreams. Right. Or you can get guidance. So basically you get guidance from the dreamscape universe. Yeah. Or you can get guidance from the reality universe. Right? Mm-hmm. So there are different kinds of guidances available to you at any given point in time. You shouldn't just be limited to the guidance from me. Oh, got it. So you get guidance from the reality, right? And it can be from you or anybody else from the reality. Correct. And uh, there can be some guidance from the dream. Correct. Which is our world, our universe, our cosmos. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Got it. And um, so when we say dimensions, mm-hmm. third dimension, fourth dimension, blah, blah, blah. All of this is to denote dimensions of dreamscape reality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we haven't even gotten to a point of trying to understand, you know, from your perspective, the reality where higher selves exist, right? Mm -hmm. And so you could be getting guidance from another being, or it could even be my own consciousness. Say I I am as um, as, as a higher self. Um, say I'm playing four games simultaneously. Say I'm pay- I'm playing a game in a 3D world, and that is, you know, you. Yeah. Say I'm playing a game in a 7D world, 8D world, and 11D world. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, one of my um, other avatars or one of my other, you know, players from the 11th dimension could be instructing my incarnation from the 3D world. That is entirely possible. Or one of my friends could be doing that. So there's just so many options and ways for you to get guidance. So you shouldn't really be stuck upon trying to get guidance from a particular entity. Saying, I want guidance only from my higher self limits 99.99% of probability of getting guidance. Okay, so but in this case, how do you know who gives you this guidance. You don't. You don't? And that's the whole point? Well... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm asking because it can be some positive or negative guidance, right? And you never know whether it's like it, it has a good intention or a bad intention. 
It's not even that because there's no good or bad, right? It's all just a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that any guidance that you get has an agenda. And that's yeah. the number one thing for you to understand. That no matter where the guidance comes from, even if it comes from your own higher self, it has an agenda. And it always, 100% of the time, serves the agenda of the guide giver. Right. Right? And like I told you, like I'm not an unbiased party either. When I'm advising my own projection, my bias is in trying to get that projection to a particular outcome, even though that outcome might be perceived as negative by that particular projection of me. Does that make me a good advisor? Or does it make me biased? It makes me biased 1 billion percent. So number one thing to get about all guidance is everybody has an agenda. It's not to say that all the guidance is good or bad. But all guidance has an agenda. So as you get guidance, again, obviously, depending on your vibration, right? Mm different entities have access to you. It could be lower dimensional entities or higher dimensional entities. Higher dimensional entities, when they're guiding and advising you, they tend to be um, more higher evolved and thus for the greater good, right? Mm -hmm. If you're vibrating at a lower level frequency and trying to get guidance, which is entirely possible, you would just be getting guidance from the more what you would call demonic realms. That happens all the time here on this planet. You know, they have a very different kind of agenda than beings in the higher realms do, right? So if you tend to be getting guidance from higher dimensions, generally you would be moving towards the path of a greater good for all. If you're getting guidance from the lower dimensional lower dimensional consciousness, you would be moving away from uh, the greater good and potentially towards your own good or just towards the agenda of that entity that's guiding you. Got it. And uh, is there a way you can understand... It's just uh, you can feel that this one is solely about yourself. It means that it's probably not the higher. Absolutely. So because you as a projection of a greater whole, Mm -hmm. you also have your own internal guidance system, right? Yeah. I mentioned that I can come through to you as guidance, but that's not the only thing that intuition is. Intuition is an inner knowing of what happens next at least in the, within the constraints of 3D, right? Because you live in the linear world, right? Yeah. Your intuition is just a barometer that tells you, okay, this is the future if you do X. This is the future if you do Y. Because your body sees the consequence of an action and knows what's going to happen to it, right? So there are multiple... Um, so that intuition, again, intuition can be informed by uh, many different things. So it's your internal system of guidance, but you can get intuitive hits from Gaia. You can get intuitive hits from your ancestors. You can get intuitive hits from your own, like I said, parallel incarnations. But generally, there is always a knowing in you of what happens next. It's a very subconscious thing in 3D. Uh, it's not something that you're fully 100% aware of at any given point in time. 
but you do have that barometer built in you. So when you receive any kind of guidance, it is then up to you to whether follow through on that or not, isn't it? Yeah. And that is the beauty of having choice. Mm, So all humans are making choices on a daily to whether trust what is being offered to them or not. And so inherently, it is still up to you. So I can inform you all I want and put places, things, and events in your path all I want. But if you... And, and say, and I'm giving you a very, very extreme example. Say that it serves me to have you blind by age 30. Yeah. And say that this is not the path that you as my entity or like my droplet choose for yourself. You, it is still up to you in 3D to make your own choices. I can't make those choices for you, despite the fact that I'm guiding you. And so very often people make Choices that are very against what their higher self wants or what any of their guides want. Got it. But in this case, uh, instead of like wanting to connect to the higher self, uh, what would be the right thing to do just to give uh, the right guidance that serves you best or like that would help you to be on the path? Or does it even make sense to like have this desire to connect to the higher self? Does it make sense to have a desire? This whole world revolves around desire. And by this whole world, I don't mean just the third dimensional aspect. Uh, in the higher realms, in, in, in what, what I call reality, we have desires to experience certain c- circumstances and events. That's why we project forth into certain um, aspects of this dreamscape in certain times, right? Well, knowing what kind of emotions that might entail, what kind of circumstances that might entail. So desire is something that is quite literally the driver of all progress. So when you want to connect to your higher self, when you want to connect to your guides, that desire generally does not come out of nowhere. That desire generally comes from a deeper knowing that there is something to be had from that experience. So when you feel an intense desire to connect to something bigger than yourself, I say go for it. Again, there's no such thing as having a silly desire. Because everything in the universe revolves around a want of something. But it is the aspect and the part of evolution you know i cannot evolve as an ocean until every drop of my entire body evolves with me right yeah so until that happens i would have to before that happens i would have to split myself a million times over into different kinds of droplets and send them into a multitude of missions to see what they would choose for themselves given that there is guidance. So as you develop that barometer that you have in you through getting guidance, because again, everybody has agendas, every droplet gets to know itself through the choices that it makes. 
And I get to know every aspect and every facet of me through the choices that they make. Mm -hmm. So ironically, no harm can come out of guidance or getting guidance. Even if that leads you to a darker path, what that always... A, you always have a choice, but also that always leads to a path of greater learning. Mm -hmm. Right? We only get to know ourselves through the choices that we make. When we're faced with tough challenges, do we go left or do we go right? Because until that, it's just a potentiality and a concept. For instance, we may say that I'm as a a higher self, uh, as an ocean. Let's say I identify as kind right? Let's say that for me, that is a great value. How do I truly know that I'm kind? I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be my value, but I, that not, might not be who I am. That happens all the time out here. So what I would choose to do to truly find out if I'm kind or not is send, split into a thousand pieces and send those 1,000 pieces into different circumstances and events to see the choices that they're going to make. Will they choose kindness? Or will they choose something else? What is that smaller part of me resonating with? How far are they willing to go for kindness? And then I know my limitations. Mm-hmm. And then I truly know who I am. Because if I, if I believe that I, I am kindness and then I project a part of myself and I see that, in fact, there are violence, then that means that my evolution towards kindness has not been completed because there is a cell in me that is not kind. So mm-hmm. I will get it to be kind. And the way I would do that is actually through having it experience the opposite. Right. That makes sense. Okay, and uh, for people who want to connect yes. with their higher self, are there any... But do you want to connect with your higher self or do you want to connect with guidance? Um, it's a good question. Uh, so what would be the right choice? There is no right or right cho- wrong or right choice. Uh, here's the, the kicker. Um, what opens the biggest opportunity so for guidance? So let's just say that the best is probably opening up yourself to more than one kind of guidance because you get the least biased perspective, right? Yeah. If I'm the only thing that's advising you, then arguably you would get the same kind of advice over and over again. Now, if, you know, if you're getting the same kind of nudges over and over again, Arguably, it could be boring. Are you really truly learning all that there would be to learn about the situation? Probably not, because you're just learning my agenda for you. Right? Mm, Now, it is a little tricky because ultimately, you're still a part of me. And I'm a part of you. So ultimately, once you come out of this dreamscape reality, you are me. And I am you. So we desire the same exact thing. Which, by the way, is not the case with some other guides that you might have. It is very possible that I, as an 
a higher self desire peace and an aspect that has been desire you know advising you throughout a particular incarnation is an aspect that desires war however that does not mean that you don't get to learn during this experience so i believe it's best to be open to different kinds of guidance and not just the guidance from your higher self. Got it. So well, let's say we want to connect to the guidance of uh, like a higher range of uh, beings. Yeah. Um, what would be the practice? Do you have any recommendations how to do that? So if you want to get guidance from the higher realms, you would have to vibrate at a frequency that allows you to receive guidance from the higher realms. If your vibrations are very low, your either mental body or spirit body, uh, because they're the ones that are ultimately receiving that guidance, they're not going to be able to um the antennas that they have are not going to be able to receive that frequency mm-hmm. so it's almost like a voice that you cannot hear they can be screaming all they want but if you cannot hear it if you're not able to perceive that frequency for you that will be silence right yeah in the same way there is like the visible spectrum of light and the invisible spectrum of light and the invisible spectrum of light is as good as non-existent for you because you cannot see anything it could be the brightest thing in the entire universe, but if you cannot see it, it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. So human beings are receiving machines, and they're always receiving a particular range of frequencies. So you can always tune up your receiving mechanism or organism to receive the highest possible frequency based on your level of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. so what are the things and, and then we get into a big topic of raising your vibrations versus lowering your vibration so everything that you consume equals the vibration that you're going to be giving off or rather the total sum of everything you've consumed since your childhood through today uh, is going to be um it is going to be reflected in, in, in your frequency or your vibration um, spectrum. Mm-hmm. When I say consume, I mean things like the water you drink, the food you eat, the media that you consume, such as reading, watching, listening, um, the company that you keep, right? Your friends, because your friends very much determine your frequency etc etc so everything that you consume would determine your frequency so if you want to receive the highest possible frequency you would need to consume the highest possible things around you um the vibrations as far as food you know uh, the highest vibrational food would be your raw fruits and vegetables this is the highest vibrational food that exists um Obviously, there is water that's you know either distilled or distilled and charged. That would be the most a high vibrational drink. Um, as far as um, you know, like your 
the, the, the media consumption that you have, like anytime you consume violence, uh, anytime you consume pornography, anytime you consume um, bad news, or any type of negativity, it always lowers your vibration. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but by lowering your vibration, it exposes you to certain frequencies, right? Yeah. Now, there is, of course, your acts, because particular actions can also lower your vi- vibration quite dramatically. Um, for instance, negative self-talk. I guess it's not an action, but the fact that you're enabling negative self-talk is an action, right? Yeah. Negative self-talk always leads to a downward spiral. So cleansing all of your bodies, right, and all the frequencies that enter your bodies, right? So we've already been through that. Like if you've listened or heard the episodes around the body. So first, you're going to have to have a very clean physical body. So that means that feeding yourself with very clean things. Um, Then you're going to have to have a very clean energetic body, which means that ideally you would have cleaned the pathways in both of your ancestral lines to make sure that there is no dirt, debris, and everything, um, you know, oh, no, no low vibrations coming through to you from the ancestral channels. Then you want to have a very clean emotional body, which means not experiencing low vibrational emotions such as fear or jealousy or envy. Um, then you want to have a very clean mental body, which means not succumbing to, again, negative self-talk or destructive thought patterns, right? Yeah. That's about it. So like if you keep, <laughs> if, you, if you manage to do that, you should be able to receive only high vibrational uh, intuitive hits, um, only high vibrational guidance levels. And when you do do that, then more often than not, you will be acting both in your best self-interest and in the best self-interest of those around you because higher dimensional guides tend to find ways where you could be happy and the universe around you could be happy also got it Uh, so the first step would be to clean up all these bodies correct Uh, increase vibrations correct after that you can start receiving messages or like guidance to say it can be not messages but some intuition yes and as and and as you're going through that deep cleaning process you could not even if you wanted to prevent yourself from receiving that guidance so guidance would happen automatically like your the the way your intuition is functioning, the when you're the way you're able to interpret interpret and remember your dreams, all kinds of messages, all of that just accelerates organically. Got it. Just just give up meat and 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 alcohol and see what that does to your level of intuitive guidance. Just those two things alone would do wonders. And uh, is there a particular meditation that would allow you to have a guidance? So, like, uh, you may be able to ask a question and receive an answer. So, it's not even that. So, yes, but um, I'm going to bring us back to what I just said, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to receive guidance, you want to make sure you're a clean slate. 
because a full cup cannot be filled it's it's full to the brim Mm -hmm. you need to create a concept of or not a concept of but a state of emptiness so so something can come through right so the meditation ironically that gets you guidance is not that which which asks for guidance but that which enables a deep cleanse and emptying of the vessel i see so let's say if uh, i'm looking for a guidance and uh, my vibrations are low um, and uh, i go to a meditation and i start asking questions i can actually get uh, guidance from just lower vibrational beings right and it cannot it can The ironic part is you're getting guidance regardless. So say you're not you don't have a clean body, right? And say say the things that have not you have been consuming are not necessarily clean, right? Uh, it doesn't just mean that you're blocked and you're left to your own devices. There are entities that are going to come through and guide you either way. They just don't tend to be high-dimensional entities. This is what you would call temptations, for instance. Right? This is how people get addicted to foods, or this is how people get addicted to drugs, or anything, really. Is because, unfortunately, you're still getting guidance. It's just that particular guidance is definitely not in your favor. Oh, I see. So what you need to do always is clean your bodies. Cleaning ritual, the best possible way to improving the state of guidance and the vibrations of guidance you're getting. Got it. The the main takeaway is that you are getting getting guidance all the time, right? It's just um, it can be from high vibrational beings, from low vibrational beings. Like, you're getting it all the time. Correct. It just depends on the level of your vibration. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. So your reptilian brain is responsible for your instincts, right? Yeah. And it's also responsible for your urges. Mm -hmm. So every time you're craving something, you've received guidance. Right. (laughs) So whether you're craving a food, whether you're really craving to make a particular purchase. Yeah. Like, you really must have that dress or you really must have that car, no matter what, even if you cannot afford it, you've gotten guidance. If you must have that drink, you've gotten guidance. If you must cheat on your husband, you've just gotten guidance. So every instinctive urge, right, is guidance. So if you want to stop receiving that kind of guidance... You need to raise your vibrations, and the way you do that is through a cleansing ritual. So one way that you want to do that, or you could do that, cleansing, by the way, on an energetic level, is always some type of water or light frequency. So you, by the way, can clean all of your bodies, right? Uh, All in one sitting. So you could, in a meditative state, imagine that you're sitting under a beautiful waterfall or a stream of light um, 
Or you can imagine that you're sitting in a large body of water. And that water can be a beautiful iridescent, uh, you know, white or gold color or with a blue color, whichever, you know, whichever you want. That's like a high vibration that feels high vibration to you. Um, I like white, but if blue feels better to you, iridescent blue, go for it. doesn't really matter. There is no right or wrong answer. Um, I also know, um, you know, sometimes it, it could be quite nurturing to imagine um, a rainbow type of water. So where it has like every color of the rainbow, that could be quite nurturing. And so you want to start from your densest body to your lightest body, right? Mm -hmm. So you can even imagine yourself as multiple spheres. So you can imagine your physical body first, then you could separate your energetic body into its own bubble, right? And put it right next to you. And then you could separate your emotional body as another bubble, put it right next to you. Your mental body is another bubble put right, ne right next to you, and even your spiritual body is another bubble. Do they have colors? Just... It's actually really dependent on the person, oh. right? Because as we mentioned, they can be quite muddy. Yeah. Uh, also, your energetic body is completely personal because it depends on the level of energy, and I've seen everything from pitch black to bright white. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, your your emotional also kind of depends on the frequency and vibration of your emotions. Um, it can be green or pink, uh, violet, like it really depends. Uh, your mental body tends to be blue with um, a yellow crust. That yellow crust, we haven't really spoken about it, but it's the karmic network. Um, so basically it's all the quote unquote karma that would impact your thought patterns. It's not even just your karma, but it's also your ancestral lineages. Uh, but also depending on, uh, whether you're receiving a lot of negative thoughts, it could have like a very black type of like darkness in, in, encrusted in, in, in the mental body. And then the spiritual body tends to be. Um, iridescent, almost like just sparkly, um, just having like a bunch of sparkles. Um, so I would, I guess I would call it mostly white, uh, but it still does depend because like it has different undertones depending on the, on a human. Mm -hmm. no. So what you want to do is you want to spend, depending on how, frequently you do the cleaning it might take up to 10 minutes per body and so you just want that beautiful heavenly torrent um, to get rid of all the imperfections and all the impurities into in, in, in every body that you have from the physical down to the spiritual uh, sometimes what you would notice is depending on how bad the pollution is or the level of pollution is mm -hmm. um, sometimes like if, if the level of pollution is not that bad what you would notice is you know those energy knots and energy clots would just disappear and be washed away right and then you know everything is just like clean and sparkly and brand new sometimes especially if you've gone through trauma or a very very heavy dose of negativity lately 
the upper crust might just fall away and crumble. Mm-hmm. Almost like think of it as a shell. Yeah. It is possible that you've, you've uh, accumulated just so much negativity or low vibrational stuff that it created a shell. And when those high vibrational frequencies in the form of the waterfall or in the form of the body of water, like a, a river or an ocean, when they start surrounding you and start doing the cleaning, that shell cracks. And then you're kind of able to, like that new body would just like, so the shell would like fall away and the new body would re-emerge out of that. Almost like a snake shedding skin. That's kind of like how it feels like right? So the darkness would fall away and you would just be able to like walk out of there unscathed. So I recommend doing that and just really making sure. And like what you want to notice is uh, it's kind of like being in the shower in a, in a, in a sense. And you want to notice the streaks of water that are flowing down your body. Like if you were to look at the, at the floor, so to say, or the ground level, like you, you want to notice the color and the tint of that water. Mm-hmm. If that water is muddy, if that water has any impurities or imperfections in it, that means that you're, you haven't done all the cleansing yet. That means that the cleansing is in progress. Yeah. So you should do that and you should wash your bodies up until the water that comes from the heavens leaves your body in entirely the same condition where there is no more dirt to wash away. Then you want to reassemble your bodies, right? And you would do that in the reverse order. You would collapse your bodies from the higher to the lower, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you would first collapse your spiritual with the mental, then the emotional, then the energetic, then the physical. Yeah. And then you're, you know, you've done the cleanse mm-hmm. and you want to sit quiet for a little bit. And that's when you get to ask, a chance to ask the question and receive the answer, right? Um, if you've been practicing this meditation, the answers might come right away. Sometimes the answers like take some time, right? Mm-hmm. But once you ask the question, it is the universal law. The question must be answered. So you will get your answer one way or another in the course of, you know, a couple of days. Yeah, it cannot be instant, but later maybe during the dream uh, correct state, right correct mm-hmm. the answer is always instant it's just if you're not able to perceive it instantly your guides would find a way to communicate that oh. to you another way that makes sense right yeah. that answer in in essence would be in your vicinity it would be in your biological field in the mm-hmm. in your energetic field it'll kind of the answer is already received and it's stuck in there it's just you need to receive it and translate it in a way that makes sense for you yeah okay um i heard about the concept when uh, a person like integrates with the higher self uh, or like merges yep what does it mean Mm -hmm. so that is full alignment with the higher self and what that means is um, in some way, the drop chooses to give up its free will in favor of making choices in accordance with the plan of their higher self. 
So it gives up its own control over its life, saying, and, and that's kind of like the process of surrender, yeah. saying, I want to merge with you, with your consciousness and the entirety of you. And there are perks to that for sure, because it gives you a higher perspective. It gives you full guidance. It gives you a deeper understanding of, you know, what happens next or what you should do in this or that circumstance. Or, you know, you really just get like the sixth sense available to you at any time. Because when you merge with, you basically align with that desire of your higher self for this incarnation, you in essence become one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that cord that has connected you, you know, becomes a lot denser and there it establishes a constant stream of energy in there. Yeah. So th- that connection just really solidifies. But then of course, like I said, that there is a trade-off. Then you basically start acting like your higher self would. So, you know, depending on what your higher self wants, it, it, it is a, you know, you're, you're giving up your God-given right of choice. Got it. So mm-hmm. a good example would be Jesus, like when he had to. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Just he had to suffer. You know, yes. Because his higher self decided to do so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. He surrendered to that. Because he believed that that was for the greater good of, of of humanity, so like he was, you know, he was fully aligned with him, with his mission, whatever it took, and the we all know what what it took. <laughs> so yes, completely, that would be a perfect example because that was a, a road to suffering, but also because the, there was complete alignment, uh, Jesus had access to all of these special abilities and his higher self is also very very evolved right so part of it is also not every higher self is created equal you know souls have very different age spans they have very different um levels right so it's not every soul is not created equal uh even in terms of how much space they take in ether you could have a very small soul, you could have a, a very vast and majestic soul, right? So, you know, when you are aligning with your higher self, depending on how formidable that higher self is, the um, level of things that you would be able to do in 3D could be quite extraordinary. Got it. I see that. Thank you. And um, uh, what are the biggest uh, misconceptions of the higher self on this planet? I think most people believe that they're not really connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest misconception is most people don't even think that it's real. <laughs> mm. You know, that just that concept of the fact that this is all a dream. I, I, what, 99.99% of humanity is unaware of this? And even if they are, they're not aware of it to such an extent. And that's why this dimension causes so much pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Is because people think it is reality, when in fact it is not. Yeah. Right? Uh, what other misconceptions? Mm. Oh, very often people think that if they're getting guidance, it must be from their higher self, which I find laughable. Because your higher self would never go and tell you to commit suicide. 
for instance. Um, that's a big misconception. Uh, or if you align with your higher self and start getting guidance from your higher self, your life is going to be easy peasy. Because hmm. it might not. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus is a good example. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people also believe that it is impossible for them to connect with a higher self. Why so? I don't know if they feel like they're not evolved enough or that it's all a myth, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But then that just stems from the fact that anything that people cannot see, they don't think is real. So we're just, planet Earth is just coming into the understanding that the unseen reality actually rules the world. It's not the seen reality that does. And uh, would their humanity benefit if uh, people could connect to their higher selves? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, I see. So basically, uh, we, we want people to connect so they can evolve, move to the next level. So you cannot want something for people because their universe is based on their desires. Mm -hmm. They need to want to change. They need to want to connect. And we're getting there as the vibrations are rising. I think people are more and more starting to ask for a change in this planet. Now, the more and more they're realizing that the status quo is broken and, you know... And the dream that they have been sold is a falsehood. Mm -hmm. That money does not get you happiness. Power does not get you happiness. Fame doesn't get you happiness. You cannot buy happiness. There's all kinds of falsehoods and false assumptions. But of course, that change and that transition cannot happen overnight. So it's very unlikely that the entirety of humanity would magically connect to their higher self so i think step one is learning to listen to your intuition mm -hmm. right really working with that barometer that you have been given being open to its guidance do you know that 98 percent of guidance that comes through from high realms is being ignored by humanity it's a big number most of it. So from up there or up here, it feels like crying at the top of your lungs and nobody out there to listen. <laughs> A little bit frustrating. But then, of course, we know how the game works, so we yeah, keep playing it. Yeah, the reason is low vibrations. Low vibrations, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Low vibrations, but also... Um, attachment to control humans are so attached to the illusion of being able to control their reality that they perceive guidance as an intrusion they really are scared of being influenced ironically that is precisely what 
enables the powerful structures of this world to influence them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all this information uh, with me and Maria. Uh, now I'm going to end our session. I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today. I'm asking the higher self to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information that has been given Maria today. I know she's really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.